Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is, well, it's actually Saturday night, but this is coming to you on Sunday morning. It's 11 a.m., uh, just before some NFL kickoffs get started. And uh, it's TJ Pinger and Richie Barnes here to talk all things FSU. Richie, how you doing this evening? Good, man. I uh, went to uh, Kissimmee this uh, afternoon to see my mom. She wanted to have us over. Had a nice home-cooked pot roast, which was phenomenal. I uh, got home. It's just been like, you know, being a little lazy on the couch. I'm really excited for this Bills game. Uh, Bills and Pats at eight. Don't really care about this Raiders Bengals game. I know you're watching it, but uh, how's your weekend going? It's pretty good. Um, we are about halfway. Well, tomorrow when this airs, we'll be halfway done with hole 30. And so when you're on hole 30, you can't you can't go anywhere. And you can't do anything because like you can't. I mean, you you can eat out, but it's just very difficult. And you're always that guy like. Hey, can you cook my chicken with no butter? Or, you know, can I have oil and vinegar for the salad? Like, I just don't like to order like that. Can you leave the cheese off? So, like, I'd rather just stay at home, right? And yeah. so, um, and like, if you go out, like, anyway. So, we just sit at home every weekend, but it's great. Like, it's great Save after money. the holidays. Yeah. yeah, and after the holidays, where you're like, go, 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 go. It's nice to just kind of relax a little bit. Uh, we took my kids to a trampoline park today. So that was fun. Um, and then we went to Publix. That's always an adventure because they get free cookies. They love that. And so, um, but a pretty chill day. And then tomorrow we'll both be at the Bucks game. So we're only halfway through the weekend when we're recording this. So we've got a full, full extra day ahead of us. And then I'm off Monday too. Shout out um, Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> off on Monday. Praying that our football account doesn't tweet all day Monday. But uh so I've actually got like a whole weekend ahead of me if I think about it. So I mean, I can't yeah, do anything. I, I can't go anywhere. Can't drink. Can't enjoy bourbon. Can't have any good food. <laughs> but I I have two more days to just do nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty pumped to get down to Raymond James tomorrow. First home Bucks playoff game in 14 years. Um, obviously the Super Bowl last year, but that clearly does not count. So very excited for that. I will be drinking and very excited to, uh, to get over there. Uh, hopefully be able to stop by uh, the listener of the spaces tailgate. Um, yeah. Devin. But yeah. Uh, I'm Devin. pretty pumped about it. Yeah. Shout out Devin, man. Yeah. We, we do the spaces every day. If you're, if you're not on Twitter, um, good for you. It's an absolute cesspool, but if you are <laughs> on Twitter, Josh Newberg and I do spaces every day, right around noon, some days just before some days just after, um, but right around noon where we take listener questions and chat with people, um, talk FSU football um, and about the program in general. But anyway, yeah, a caller or listener or fan or whatever, Devin Garnett uh, hit us up or hit me up and said, hey, come come hang out at the tailgate. Uh, you're welcome to stop by. And he was like, shots on me. I was like, well, I can't drink anything, but I'll come <laughs> hang out for a good time. I'll, I'll let Richie take my shots. <laughs> I'll take a shot. I don't see why not. <laughs> so, um, no, I'm excited for that. Um you know, I've, I've actually turned, okay. So it's a little tougher with like two kids and stuff, but I've turned down a few bucks tickets over the last two or three years. Cause it's tough with kids, man. Like it's, you know, it's an all day event, you know, even for like a one o'clock game, it's an all day event, you know, it's the last day of the weekend, but like everything was perfect this time. First of all, it's, my ticket was free. It's a one o'clock game. My I've got the next day off. I'm not going to be drinking anything. So like I'm not going to be exhausted afterwards. And it's a playoff game, Pack Stadium. There's a relatively low chance that the Bucks lose. I mean, obviously anything yeah. could happen in the playoffs, but it's not like one where I have to be like super stressed the whole time. And 
I guess if they lose this one, I'll just justify it and say like, well, then they were definitely losing the next week. So yeah, exactly. out of our misery. <laughs> so I'm not really stressed about this one at all. Uh, maybe, you know, that'll come yeah. back to bite me by the time that, <laughs> that we get back on here. But uh, I'm excited for it. Full stadium, like you said, and not that they haven't been full, you know, this whole year, but it'll be a different energy tomorrow. That yeah. Even the Super Bowl was only a quarter full. So it'll be cool yeah. tomorrow for sure. Yeah, now I'm taking the wife, so she's going to hate me if that rain lingers past noon. It looks like it's going to clear up. But uh, for, forecast 80% chance of rain, 20 to 30 mile an hour winds. But she's excited. Uh, again, she's a little little bummed. We'll, we'll talk about a little bit. Georgia you know, beat Bama. But she's excited to see Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. So it, it'll be a fun day. I, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, TJ, let's go ahead and base some bills real quick. Yeah, Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations, 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Um, I was actually on the phone with them this week. They are sending us quite a bunch of, well, sending me. I almost said like send it to Richie's house so he has to do it all. But they're sending me quite a bunch of swag. And we're going to start doing, a, not just like we did the we did the giveaway uh, for the cooler, we're about to do a bunch of giveaways, just like quick giveaways where we can send you gift cards or send you swag or just whatever. So they're sending me a couple of boxes worth of stuff. Hopefully have that in the next week or two, and then we can kind of get rolling on that. So shout out the good people at Guthrie's that keep us in business and keep the lights on around here. Um, don't be like that caller again on the spaces. I feel like I, I do kind of feel bad a little bit that I'm on there, you know, we're only on here for an hour a week and I'm on there for five hours a week. So there's obviously things to talk about that came from the spaces. So I, I'm sorry for the people that don't tune in the spaces and have to hear this all day, but don't be like that one caller for the spaces that uh, order the most disgusting Guthrie's order that I've ever heard in my life where, I mean, it's one thing if you got a take where you like coleslaw, like Larion had that take. That's fine. You like, yeah. if you order an extra coleslaw, you've got a problem. Like you have a problem that you like. I had to leave the space for a minute after he yeah, said that. Was it Charlie? Was I wish it? I like, could have. Come yeah, on, Charlie, Charlie. What are we doing here? I wish I could have left the space, but if I leave it, the whole thing shuts down. So, <laughs> um, no, I I totally get that. So, um, go by there and uh, tell them we sent you. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. I mean, you you've known about Guthrie's, you know, but just tell them that and make them feel good. Um, let's jump into it. We've got a bunch of football stuff to talk about this week go around the horn with some other FSU athletics, um, some other sports that are going on, talk a little bit of national championship. Uh, if we have time and we're not up to an hour yet, maybe we'll talk a little bit of the Bucks. But uh, if not, we'll just kind of recap that next week and talk about their divisional round, knock on wood. Um, uh, before we get into any of that, though, we did an interview with Jalen Howell, who is the two-time Mac Herman trophy winner, uh, essentially the women's soccer Heisman, and – a two-time national champion. When you think about those those two things, right? Double national champions, double Mac Hermans. She she's one of the most decorated FSU athletes of all time. Like it's not even close, right? Like in football, you can win more awards. Like the year Jameis won it, you know, you you win well, you win the Heisman, and then you win the Davy O'Brien, and then like yeah. you know, best quarterback, and then you win best offensive player. So like football just has like sixteen thousand more awards. So like it's not really fair to compare you know, anybody in football that's one, but like you think about like a two-time national champion, there's not many of those, right? There's no football two-time national champions unless you're considering like coach and then, you know, player later yeah. uh, outside of Bowden or, you know, people on his staff. Um, there's not a lot of two-time, I mean, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Like it really soccer would be the only one. Like if you won two national championships, like it had to be 
in soccer, I think. Maybe there's some old track stuff. Maybe there's some – I didn't yeah, think track that. track one no. three in a row. So, the, you'd Walter have some people Dicks there. Days. Yeah. Yeah. So, you'd but have some track. she's right up there with a Walter Dix or, or right. a John Pock yeah. who we found in this program who won every award last yeah. year. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, didn't even, I wasn't even really thinking about that. I wish I'd have asked her. Maybe I should have message just kind of like say, hey, <laughs> we forgot to ask you this, but how's this feel to be one of the most decorated FSU athletes of all time? Yeah. Kind of a cool thing with the, when you think about all the athletes that have come through um, Tallahassee. Uh, great interview with her. I thought she was fantastic. I thought she was excellent to talk to. I thought she was – I mean, she was a senior. You know, she's, you know, not like a freshman that's just kind of like all over the place or anything like that. No, no offense to any freshman out there. But – she was she was awesome. She was really really good. And so if you haven't listened to that, go back and check that interview out on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you catch us at. Um, all right, let's jump into football. Um, a little coaching news. I know there was some talk about this in the spaces. I really just wanted to kind of get your take. I don't know that I have like a real controversial take here. Maybe it is. Maybe people hate me for this one way or the other. It seems like everything that gets said in twenty twenty. 2021, 2022 is controversial, but uh, it looked like Florida State would move on from Ron Dugans. Um, but uh, some reports have come out. Josh Newberg of Knowles 247 says that he expects Dugans to return. Um, we've we struggled a little bit um, with wide uh, receiver recruiting, though we've done really well in the portal this offseason. But we've done you know not the best job of wide receiver recruiting, and our development hasn't been great over the last few years either. Uh, a lot of people thought that. Florida State would move on from Ron Dugans. Um, it seems like Mike reached out, Mike Norvell reached out to at least a couple of people about that role and, you know, wasn't able to make a hire. You know, it looks like he went after the NFL. So he swung, you know, for the fences there with it. But do you have any thoughts about, you know, Ron Dugans coming back, positive, negative? I know some people are very up in arms about that. But what are your thoughts in, in general about that? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a complicated situation because uh, obviously the we've not seen a lot from the receiver room uh, outside of Tamar and Terry the past few years. Uh, disappointing, for sure, development and recruiting. As you mentioned, we did not sign a single high school wide receiver. In fact, lost one of our most solid commits to Louisville, which to me is pretty disturbing. Uh, but clearly Mike was looking to make a change. It's, it's not like he just said, you know, screw it, let's bring uh, Ron Dugans back. But, you know, it's tough when you've had two below 500 seasons to convince a, a receivers coach or any assistant coach to come join the, your staff because there is a very real chance next year is your last year if you don't perform. Now, I do think Florida State's going to perform, and I do not think Norvell loses his job. But if you're an assistant and you're moving your family across the country, to, right, to coach a team and, uh, you know, say the worst happens, you get you win four or five games you're out of a job too if the head coach was his job so um i think it was a bad situation uh, obviously I, I don't think dugans has done everything he needs to but at the same time i, I get bringing him back you don't want to just fire him to bring just anybody in here because it sounds like mike norvell did at least try and go and find somebody who would be an upgrade he just couldn't get it done which you know that's on mike at that point um but yeah that's, that's kind of my whole thoughts on the situation uh I would support replacing him, but I'm not upset that they retained him given what we know. Yeah, it's a delicate situation. I mean, Ron Dugan is a national champion, you know, yeah. as a player, former Noel, ton of respect. And it's a very, I mean, it'd be, he'd be an, it'd be a, um, 
it's it wouldn't be a fun, I mean it's never fun to fire a guy but it's it's not fun to fire an FSU legend right like yeah the, um, one, especially when you, you know, didn't play here like right you're, yeah yeah a guy that won a national championship caught a caught a touchdown in a national championship yeah. right like um you know and so I think Florida State tried to to move on tried but you know I don't know that you fire a guy just to fire him right like. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. So, like, if you're if you're the um, if you're like a senior accountant at a hospital, and you're not performing right, or like at any company, and they think they need to fire you, I mean, football is just a little different. Where you you know you need a you you have to have a better replacement for them, right? And so, like. I don't think it's the same where you just fire him to fire if you're going to, if you are going to end up downgrading that position, right? Like if Mike struck out twice at trying to make a hire and then you've got Ron as his third, like keeping Ron as like the third option, do you just fire him and bring in somebody worse just for optics sake? I mean, I don't know. Maybe the answer is yes. I don't, you know, Mike said no, but you know, obviously Norrell's not doing that. But I guess that's my take is if we couldn't get somebody else, then what are you going to do? Just fire him just for the heck of it and bring in somebody that's like legitimately worse than him? And I think it's it's one of those things where you're also talking about a position that pays, you know, north of a quarter million dollars a year, right? So the, a $50,000 employee, if you don't think they're cutting it, so what? Get, get rid of them, bring another guy in for, you know, 52 grand or whatever. So it's a little tougher when you get to th- this high level. Um, and it, it, again, it looks like Mike was ready to part ways with Dugans. Uh, he just could not convince a coach to come when his seat, he's not, and, and Norvell's not on the hot seat, right? But it's probably, you know, lukewarm heading into next year and other assistants think about that and when uh, i know if i were to go to my wife and say hey i got this great opportunity a nice raise we're gonna have to move across the country she's like well are you guaranteed to have a job a year from now no but it it all depends on the my boss if he does it then i can do it so i I get why people are hesitant to come to florida state right now because we're still in a, a bit of a limbo you know yeah, no, no doubt. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I do think there's more talent in the wide receiver room than there has yes. been. Um, I don't know. Since Norvell's first year, did Terry play that whole year? Uh, I don't, Terry didn't play the whole year. I, I'd say there's more talent than there's been in the room the whole time when Norvell's been here, right? So of the three yeah. years, there's more talent right now in the room. And that's not saying, you know, I'm excited for the transfers that have come in. I think they all have yeah. high ceilings relatively low floors, not a lot of proven stuff uh, out there, but I do think that, you know, I do think the wide receiver play will be better. Uh, but, you know, we both talked about this. Like if Norvell doesn't perform this year, if the team doesn't perform this year, then I mean, he's out of a job. And so like, he, I think he knows that. I think he, I don't think he's dumb to the fact that like, Hey, well I'm riding with what I think the best possible situation is. And at this point he thinks that's Dugan's, you know, and that's, and a lot of people don't love that right now, but ultimately that's his decision. And he's the one that's got to live or die with that. You know, not, not me. I'm yeah. going to go in 12 next year. I'm going to put on these colors again and cheer the next year. You know, so exactly. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really. And that's, I think, why I'm indifferent about it too. Like, it, it, I, I think this year, everyone wants to make it about assistance. For me, this year's about Mike Norvell. You got to get to a certain win total to keep this job. I, and again, what I see going on, I like it. And I do think he's going to do that. But win four or five games, all right, bye. Like, again, none of us will care about Mike Norvell. We won't speak his name uh, very much ever again. We're like, all right, who's the next guy? Bob Stoops, come on in. <laughs> it's Bob until it ain't. <laughs> um, 
So Dugans looks like he'll be retained. We'll get news tomorrow that yeah. somebody else has been hired, and, and it'll blow my whole <laughs> right. uh, ten minute uh, diatribe on on why TJ's going to be tailgating at the Bucks game, be having to pissed off. This, this yeah. speed. No, I'm not. You guys can just fast forward <laughs> through it. Uh, big recruiting visit weekend uh, on Florida State's campus at at, at the Moore Center, Doug Campbell Stadium. Uh, several 2023 prospects on campus. I didn't see any 2022 guys there when I was looking at the lists. Uh, just for what it's worth, if that's incorrect, somebody can shoot me a message, and I'll—I don't—I'll retweet you or something. I, I don't know. You can—you—you you can get one over on me. But a lot of 2023 class uh, guys highlighted by quarterback Chris Parson, a regular attender of the FSU spaces that I do with uh, Josh Newberg. We got to get him on here on there soon. Um, I don't like—I don't—I. Don't, I, you know, we had a chance to 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 get a recruit on here last year, and we didn't end up doing it. That recruit, it wasn't it wasn't the big one for those who asked, but that that recruit also did signing with yeah the uh, yeah Baltimore somebody said uh, it wasn't the big one, but that recruit also did end up signing with FSU, and so I'm glad we didn't. But I wouldn't feel so bad about it on the spaces. I think that that's not like an official thing. So anyway, highlighted by Chris Parson. Um, he seemed to be the guy that, you know, a lot of people were kind of connecting with. Um, I, I don't have a list. I don't, you know, I don't want to do a full visitor recap, but you can go to Knowles yeah. 247 or check out the FSU spaces on Monday. And Josh and I will talk about um, the different guys that we had on. I'm sure Zach will come on and talk about the different visits. I do want to say that Dane, uh, Dane Draper, who we had on here last week, talking about Jared Verse, talking about Tatum Bethune, um, he put in. Uh, he got an interview with uh, Makari Vickers. He's a four-star cornerback out of Tallahassee. Um, check out DoubleFriesNoSlaw.com for that interview. Um, good stuff there by Dane. Hung out at the Moore Center for quite a while today, catching up with different guys, chatting with different guys, um, and put putting in the putting in the work there. Um, I did have one other thing. You know what? I what happened? Um, you know what I didn't write in the outline, Richie. When did Winston Wright come in? Literally a few hours after we finished recording last week. Okay, <laughs> remember he so, he was on campus taking his visit. We talked about him. We talked yeah. about how we really thought it was going to happen, and then literally a few hours later, I think is when he committed. Yeah, so Winston Wright Jr. committed to Florida State January 9th. Yeah, that was Sunday. So um, yeah. probably the wide receiver uh, – well, definitely the wide receiver with the most production. Um, yeah. Had like 1,200 yards for uh, West Virginia. 120 catches, yeah. Yeah. Very, very productive. Josh and I kind of talked about how – uh, not sure if he's like the number one or not, but you, you've probably got some combination of like Malik McLean, then him, then the rest of the room. Uh, yeah. Right Dayton now, Wilson. spring, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, spring could certainly exciting. shake that up, but excited for another big time wide receiver. Florida State taking four wide receivers in the transfer portal this year or this offseason. And yeah. I've actually heard that there's rumors that there could be more. So, um, and like, not Let's even go. just like rumors, not even just like crazy smoke, like legitimate smoke. Like if this guy goes in, we're going to pursue. Um, you obviously got to land guys. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, check out those two, four, seven for a full recap of the visitor weekend. And uh, again, Dane's interview 
with Makari Vickers. Um, speaking of smoke, there's some smoke around another transfer coming to FSU. What do you think about this Pittman tweet that came out uh, last week? Pittman was jumping on the uh, the insider uh, train a few days ago. Yeah, he, he tweeted out. Uh, I think it was something to, along the lines of, we're not done yet. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, all Florida State fans are looking at Oregon's roster in the transfer portal because that's where Pittman comes from. Sure. Um, so, so a lot of potential options. Um, Ashford, the quarterback, is someone that I would love to bring in. I, I'm not sure he would beat Jordan Travis, but if he did, that would mean that he's had a really good uh, fall camp. Uh, and if he doesn't, you hope it pushes Jordan Travis even more. Uh, the, then we have the running back, I forget his name, who ran for like 1,300 yards or something. Uh, yeah, Die, <laughs> Flor- yeah, Florida State fans are in, in a frenzy right now. So who, who is this guy that Micah Pittman is bringing along? But I've, I've been in the spaces every day with you and Josh list, just listening, trying to see what's going on. But yeah, man, it, it's uh, this transfer portal, it, I'm not a big fan of it, but it certainly makes the offseason entertaining. Well, it gives you something, you know, Used to be, well, I mean, you had recruits and you had visits and, you know, you didn't used to have early signing day. So there was some excitement around that, but it wasn't like this, man. Like you, I didn't really tune into recruiting until, you know, two weeks before this, you know, signing day, right around this time, right? Signing day is first Wednesday of the month. So at the wor- at the latest, that's going to be, you know, the eight, the seventh. So this year, I think it's on the second. Um, if you're in the Orlando area, come by the Cush House. We're having a big uh, party with the Roll Up Network. Um, but uh, yeah, with the transfer portal, man, it's it's every day. There's some kind of news. A guy's committing. A guy's considering. A guy's entering the portal. A guy's jumping back out of the portal. Just it's it's nuts. So yeah. um, smoke around another transfer coming to FSU. You DM'd me your pick. I wasn't taking DM submissions, but I did write yours down. Do you remember who it was? I don't. I, I have it down somewhere, but no. I, um, I it was a quarterback that was visiting on campus that day that uh, Chris uh, Nee had put an update on two four seven. So that's the so only you, reason I said you that. went like yeah. at that angle. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So we were told that that could happen uh, Friday or Saturday. Uh, we're recording this at seven forty three on Saturday night. Now we've seen commits come in all the way up until you know midnight. Um, shout out. Uh, <laughs> Who did that? Uh, who did that commitment at midnight? I need to talk about it. Your on the first. I, forget. I don't either. <laughs> I was it Armella? Did Armella do midnight? No, it was not Armella. No, he did. He I'm going to have to look that up. All right, lead us to the next, and I'm going to look that up. Man, I was going to say, it's one of these commits. When I see his name, I'll know. Um, but anyway, so I guess it could be a little later tonight, past when we're recording. That'll kind of ruin, not ruin our show, but obviously it would have been another talking <laughs> point if we could have had that. So I won't be... Uh, won't be super happy if uh, if that happens, but uh, we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of see and, and go from there. Um, I think that might be it for football. Uh, let's pull back here. Oh no no no! All right, you talked you alluded to this a little bit. You talked about the national championship. Um, wife having a little bit of a tough one there. Um, yeah, she, she's only seen very, seven natties in the past 12 years. I was going to say, it's <laughs> very, very tough for me to feel bad at all for, I do uh, not. <laughs> for Alabama fans. But, oh, it was Bethune. It was Tatum Bethune. This is a 1231 update. Is that who it was? Was it Bethune? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he committed 1231. Yeah. Uh, 
Or maybe not. Maybe not. I'm, I could be wrong about that. No, January 4th. I don't know who it was. I'm going to have to go bit looking back, look back. Um, man. At, uh, thoughts on the national championship. Yeah, uh, you know, it was obviously a, a slow start to the game. Uh, Stetson Bennett was clearly extremely nervous heading into that game with the, you know, taking a sack early, the the unforced fumble, um, everything that goes along with that line. But I, I love seeing James Cook, you know, Dalvin's little brother, having a huge, what was it, 69-yard run. Uh, just a fun game that, like I said, the, the first three, court, two and a half quarters weren't great. But the, the ending was fantastic, and I loved it. And even my wife, obviously, everybody knows she's an Alabama fan. She was happy, too. She's like, that was a great football game. And, of course, it's easy for her to be humble again because she's probably seeing more national titles uh, in her life than any other fan base of you know yeah, who's alive right now so right yeah i uh yeah i have no uh no sympathy for her but yeah the game started slow i was actually on bourbon on a budget when when it was happening and felt bad about like man i'm missing the first quarter get out they kicked five field goals in the first half and uh second half did did deliver i, I will say that yeah. i think the um the second half definitely was kind of what everybody expected and what everybody came for. Um, but man, you, uh, UGA, I, I really thought that that was going to kind of be another choke job, kind of be something that they, Oh, it was Deuce span. That was it. Deuce, yeah, I just it found, I literally just found that I had to go back to my tweets for people have been yelling at their, uh, at their car radios for the past two minutes saying it's, Man, you idiots. Yeah, you morons. <laughs> so, or commenting here on uh, on YouTube, even though we're not live. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Georgia for not choking and not blowing it. Um, when, when they took the lead and then got the ball back and Bennett um, fumbled that ball and Bama got it right back, it really felt like, oh, that's how Georgia uh, blows this. And so um, they didn't. They um, ended up not only taking the lead back, but extending the lead and then sealing it with a pick six. The Georgia defense is, you know, if, if you think about, um, you know, it's if you fair. think about <laughs> it's just not fair they really held alabama to four field goals right like yeah. they minus that touchdown where they got you know um minus that touchdown where they got uh the ball at like the 16 yard line i mean alabama did absolutely nothing on offense and so impressive 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 in the first game georgia made all the mistakes in the uh rematch alabama made the mistakes yeah. Um, Georgia did make the one with uh, the, the fumble. Matter. Georgia did it. So, yeah. Um, so I was glad they won. I mean, I know you want your wife, won, but I mean, you know, it sucks for again. Her, she's her perfectly happy with, <laughs> with the and other she, seven. And she's not a psychopath like we are, where, you know, losing a game like that would ruin our entire weekend. Dude, that'd be bad. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would, oof, that'd be a tough one. Although at this point, like we're losing to like terrible teams. So, I mean, just yeah. getting there, like maybe I would have a little bit <laughs> different perspective. Uh, um, that'd be, that'd be rough. 
I mean, yeah, but at least you made it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or losing fair. games to Miss Bowles, you know. At least, <laughs> at least you could say you were the second best, and you're not like absolute poverty. Um, so, moving on from the national champion, any final thoughts on the college football season now that that's over? Fairly forgettable season for me. Obviously, not a great year for Florida State. Bowl season was terrible, but. I will never take it for granted. I enjoyed every single weekend of Florida, or Florida State football and college football in general. I just don't think 2022 is going to be one of those seasons I look back at and be like, man, what a great season. So, again, blessed that it was played, full stadiums everywhere. I loved all of that. But, you know, I've, I forgot about it already. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I thought Georgia was the best team of the year all year, and I just didn't think there was a, re- a very good second team i know alabama played them really really well um in the nat in the sec championship and then i thought played them fairly well in the national championship too obviously the pick six kind of makes it um feel a little um wider of margin than it really was but I, I really thought that georgia was heads and tails better than everybody else for the entire season um alabama struggled with florida who finished under 500. They struggled with LSU, who was not a good team. They struggled with um, Auburn, who was not a good team. They lost to A&M. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, they found ways to win, but I just didn't – this was not an Alabama team like we're used to seeing. And there really just wasn't another good team. They had a really good performance in Atlanta, capitalized on a lot of UGA mistakes. And, um, again, I just did not think that this was a – a great, great Alabama team by any means. And I didn't really think there was a good um, next team, you know, yeah. uh, in college football. Georgia just absolutely took everybody out to the woodshed uh, with a, a former walk-on quarterback and an elite, elite, elite defense. Please. Great story for Stetson Bennett. That's not like a diss at him by any means, but – I'm so uh, jealous I, of that yeah. guy. He's gonna he's gonna play Augusta National anytime he wants <laughs> moving oh, forward yeah. after that. Yeah, no doubt. So um, but yeah, other than that, this season just was not great. I'll just say that. Like I yeah. you know, I, I don't think you had like those classic, classic games that we're kind of used to in this season. So, you know, just kind of is what it is. Maybe next year will be better. What has been great is FSU's basketball team reeling off Let's four go. of their last five. Um, we'll do your basketball minute here in just a minute. In just a second, I guess, is a better way to say that. But, uh, man, last second win uh, against Miami. When they hit that three in the corner, I really was ticked. But with eight seconds left, Florida State drove the length of the floor. Um, Miami fouled uh, the shooter. I don't even remember who shot the free throws. Um, Evans. But, Come on, man. Yeah. Bro, it's been a lot of days since then. Um, But Florida State converts both free throws and ends up winning the game. Um, I won against Miami and then played Syracuse um, this afternoon. And that was a game that we didn't lead by a huge amount like the first uh, meeting, but had a seven to nine point lead or so. Um, Syracuse fought back, got back in it, took the lead. And you're just like, man, are they going to blow another one to Syracuse? Great job by FSU. Uh, Mills hitting a couple massive threes, one to tie it up, one to take the lead. Florida State never looked back. Um, Great defense on the last possession. Great recognition to get an outlet pass up the the court and uh, end up winning the game by 
five. Um, that's th- that's four of their last five. Obviously, the the absolute clunker against Wake Forest, um, ten and five overall. Uh, all of that coming out of the COVID pause, right? So the the one yeah. against Wake Forest, you know, kind of tip your cap and move on. But they've done a good job of not letting that affect them and won a couple of you know or won a road conference game today. Beat a rival um, who was undefeated in conference at the time, five and zero, um, to get to four and two in the conference. They're ten and five overall. Uh, thoughts on basketball before we jump into the minute? Yeah, I mean they're doing what they have to do, right? Winning games, and today was extremely impressive because they were missing probably. I don't know if he's their best player, but definitely their most valuable player in Malik Osborne, right? It, it, they wanted to yeah. save him for Duke on Tuesday. And Pietro comes in a walk on plays like 15 minutes um, and held his own, right? Like, a, what, what more can you ask for from a walk on? Uh, I, I love the resilience of this team. I, I'm very impressed with them. Um, like you mentioned, uh, early in the second half, it looked like we kind of put this thing away. And then Syracuse fights back and Florida State still finds a way to win. It just refreshing as a, as a Florida State basketball fan because this is a game that you didn't need to have, but it's nice to have. But like we say on here all the time, any road ACC game is yeah. a huge win in this conference. I don't care if it's Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, Duke, Carolina, Boston College, does not matter. Any road win is huge. And to knock off a team like Syracuse, again, I know they're 8-9, and nine, but th- th- again, the Carrier Dome is not the easiest venue in the ACC, not even close. Yeah, no, impressive, impressive win. This team does not um, strike you as just the absolute all-laden talent team that we've seen the last three, four, five, six, seven years from Florida State. Um, but they're gritty, and they scrap, and they fight hard, and, and didn't start the year as well as we would have liked, but got themselves to 4-2 and two in the conference, 10-5 and five overall. And uh, excited to see what Tuesday night looks like against Duke. Osborne seems like he's probably not playing um, in I, that I one. I think he's going to play. I, you think so? I, I think this might have been a Ooh. little bit of theater for Coach Ham, uh, for Coach K, because from what I saw earlier in the week, they thought Osborne would be good to play today if needed. Luckily, we didn't need him. We could have certainly used him, but we'll see. But if Osborne does not play – I don't like our chances to be honest, but if he does play and he's, you know, 75% or so, I, I'd like our chances to, uh, you know, pull yeah. the upset. Cause we'll, we'll definitely be the underdog heading into that game. Yeah. So beating Duke, um, tall task anytime, but glad it's, glad it's at home. Right. That's in Tallahassee. Oh, yeah. Um, I looked at going to that one, but it's just hottest so ticket in town. A, yeah, man. It's, it's like, tough to get up on and back on a Tuesday. So that's why I picked the Virginia tech. Game. It's on a Saturday in a few weeks. <laughs> Um, but, uh, okay. Best part of the show always open for, uh, anybody if they want to sponsor this segment. Uh, but without further ado, Richie's basketball minute. Fresh off of an upset win over second ranked Duke, the Miami hurricanes rolled into the TLC double C as a monster Cat 5 Storm, they had undefeated in conference play, but at the end of the night, they would leave Tallahassee tropically depressed. It was a sloppy start for the Seminoles, falling behind 15-7 early after a Charlie Sheen-Moore triple from South Beach, but the Turquoise Tribe would eventually settle in and get back on the warpath. From there, Cam would pay homage to the legendary Mike Martin with an 11-0 run catch by a Raekwon Evans Tomahawk slam. 
The rest of the first half would be a back and forth affair with the Canes taking a one point lead to the locker room with 20 minutes to play. The Hurricanes came out strong at the second half, at least until they suffered the panic of 1893 when Matthew Grover Cleveland went up and under for an and one at the rim, giving the Tribe a five point lead. But Coral Gables, you would not go away that easy as Charlie give me some more threes connected from deep yet again with a two-point lead late. It was Chuck Norris Moore, again, doing his best DJ Khaled impression. Another one from deep with just seven ticks on the clock. With the streak in jeopardy, Leonard Hamilton shocked everyone in the arena who was expecting Caleb Mills to get the rock, but instead, it was Agent Zero. And he, when he was called up on, he delivered. Raekwon Michael Evans caught the ball, sprinted down the sideline, drew the foul, sending him on the charity stripe with the game on the line. Evans hit his first one, hit his second one. Knowles wins 65-64, making that not one, not two, not three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight for the Knowles over Little Brother Miami. From there, the fight hams headed to a winter wonderland in upstate New York on a revenge game after Jimmy B and the Orange upset Florida State in Tallahassee last month. The Orange came out strong as the Seminoles stumbled watching Cole Swindle Swinder build a 20-11 lead. Syracuse at from team. The Tribe would battle back from the barrage of three balls with everyone in the action. Wilkes, Fletcher, Polite, Mills, Evans, oh my, all finding the touch from distance. What looked to be a potential blowout was salvaged as the Knolls trailed by just one at the half. Sound familiar? In the early going of the second half, it looked as if the Knolls had squeezed all the juice out of the orange, taking a seven-point lead on a Cleveland Indian Grand Slam. But with two-degree weather outside, it should surprise no one that Buddy the Tall AF Elf showed up, finding multiple buckets, giving the orange a three-point lead with nine minutes to play. With a one-point lead, it was the pride of Winter Park. Wyatt Wilkes straining one from deep, giving the Knolls some breathing room. They would need every inch of it. And then the freshman phenom said goodnight, sweet princess. Matthew Cleveland secured the win with a jam from the foul line. Not really, but close. Knowles 2-0 on the week. Hottest team in the league. Back to you, TJ. I'm going to bed. That was that one was uh that was tough. A lot of two, uh, ga- two games. Two two, two games. close wins is tough. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of drama both ways. <laughs> um, oh, man. So good. Um, okay. Basketball Duke this weekend. Who else? Um, who else is, uh, who, who do we have at the end of the week? Do you have that up? Uh, yeah, I'll pull it up in a second here, but yeah, D- Duke's a big one. Obviously, you know, I mentioned it. Miami just beat Miami them. Again. To, to Miami. Oh Saturday yeah. That's down, down in Coral Gables. So, and if Florida State wins both of those games, don't quote me, they will be very close. They'll either be tied for second or in first place in the ACC because there's no undefeated teams left. Uh, Miami's in first place at four and one. Florida State's at four and two. So obviously went over Miami and Duke. I think Florida State could top the ACC uh, if they sweep this week. Yeah, no, really good. Uh, really good chance to to jump ahead um, in the ACC and and. Both of these teams are ahead of us, so um, yeah, you'd at least jump. I think they're fourth or fifth right now, so you'd at least jump up to like second or third, like you said, at very worst, and then see kind of what other teams do. Um, well, we're tied for the week. most wins in league play, but we, we do have two losses, so that's what's holding us back. But if, if they go to six and two, like I said, that you're either first or second in the ACC at that point, and it's very doable. 
that game at, at Miami scares me a little more than the Duke game. Uh, as weird as that sounds, but I just trust us in the, at, at the tuck. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, I'd rather play there for sure. Um, but I like us to, I mean, give me, I got to beat Miami. We'll see if I have to get old taste exposed yeah. on next Sunday's episode or not, but, uh, all right, a little around the horn, and then if you have anything else, we can hit it, and if not, we can get out of here. Um, men's tennis start off the season at one and zero with a win against the University of North Florida. That was at uh, that was in Tallahassee. Uh, women's tennis started off their season at the USD Invitational in San Diego. A little jealous of them. Uh, it's been cold the last couple of days here in yeah. Florida, and I'm sure they've got fantastic, beautiful weather out there. Some nice doubles wins, a um, couple of singles wins as well yesterday. Uh, that would be Friday. We're taping on Saturday night. Check out symbols.com for more information on that competition. FSU track and field. Um, I think they were like the Clemson Invitational, if I remember correctly. Uh, the team in total picked up four first-place finishes and had 11 personal bests on the weekend. Started off on a high note for track and field. Um, that's it. We'll kind of be back next week and uh, talk more, go around the horn a little bit more. Talk a little bit more about recruiting portal. See if Pittman's uh, tweet comes true. Yeah. Uh, but check out doublefriesnoslaw.com where Mike Ferguson throws up a daily sauce article. A little play on uh, on the Guthrie sauce there. But a daily sauce article in which we talk about everything going on with FSU from football to basketball to tennis to beach volleyball to swimming and diving. Just all of it. He recaps and lets you know kind of what's going on in Florida State World. So check that out. Real TJ, uh, real check quick. That out daily. I, I love that article, by the way. Like it, he has stuff like a couple days ago, he tweeted out the uh 10-year anniversary of the Davis Dolkies game oh, yeah. at uh, Florida State, North Carolina, when we won 90 to 57. Dickie V was there. He's taking selfies with Dolkies after the game. Um, man, he, he doesn't miss and it's every single day. And then we have a weekly recap with Mike Ferguson. Shout out Mike, man. He, he is crushing it for us. He's crushing all of that. Like I said, he yeah. hits on all the anniversary stuff. He hits on all of the uh, – oh, did you see Baylor went down today? Number one, went down yeah. to Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, I also saw Gonzaga was up like 40 to 12 at the half. Sheesh, yeah. Again, that conference in. Um, oh, so bad. But uh, <laughs> well, anyway. Mike Ferguson, shout him out. Man. Yeah, I was going to say, you told, you <laughs> lost me there for a minute. Uh, no, Mike's killing it with that stuff. Yeah. He is absolutely crushing um, the daily content, the anniversary content, a lot more stuff. There's an article every day, most of the time, two or three articles a day on doublefriesnoslaw.com. We're not going to overwhelm you with every single bit of recruiting insight and news and everything like that. Knowles 247 has got you covered for that. But for just kind of your general overall what's going on with FSU, check out the website, doublefriesnoslaw.com. Um, shout out to the basketball team for rebounding and doing a good job. Hey, we haven't done this in a couple of weeks. Shout out the boosters. Um, yeah. If you haven't signed up to be a booster, you should go to boosters.fsu.edu. I believe now you can sign up for as little as $25. Don't be that cheap, um, but you know, hit the $70 uh, minimum. It's $5 a month that you can kind of sign up for and pay that off. Um, support FSU, support FSU Athletics. If you've made it this far into the podcast, if you've made it 43 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever we're at, you obviously love FSU. Show your support by signing up to be a booster. Both Richie and I are boosters. I believe everybody in our group chat is. Um, so yeah. go to boosters.fsu.edu support the athletic program. Um, they don't pay us anything to say that we just say all that cause we love them. So go support the boosters. Um, 
help us to get back where we need to get back to. Richie and I will be at the Bucks game tomorrow. Don't tweet us if we got anything wrong. We will not respond um, until next Sunday. Uh, yeah, I don't think we'll have any kind of pop-up episode. Maybe. We'll see. Well, we if might. something comes up, we'll let you know. We might. Maybe. We got All some right. shade. We might. We, who knows? Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, we may have a pop-up episode. If not, we'll see you next Sunday. Until next time, go Noles. <laughs>